listening to 525 Sports with Ace Finch and Cameron Schneider. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of 525 Sports. This is a Thursday recording. We are recording right now during the NBA draft. So if you hear any uh, crazy reactions or sounds out of me, it's because I'm watching the draft on mute. I believe my good friend Ace Finch is doing the same. Ace, are you doing the same right now I, in uh, Wichita, Kansas? I am uh, following it on the ESPN app. Um, and so far, it looks like pretty much like it, it's gone how we expected it to go. So, um, I would agree. I John, would agree. Zion going number John one. John Morant going overall. two. RJ Barrett going three. Uh, DeAndre Hunter going four. Those are the four best players probably in college basketball last year. So it makes sense. And the four players with the highest upside in regards to an NBA future. So it makes Right. Right now Cle- Cleveland's on the clock. They've got the fifth overall pick. And they've got two minutes uh, on the clock right now. But you guys are have already – watch the draft if you're listening to this because I'll post this after the draft. Um, so let's get right into what we're going to talk about uh, today. It's, it's mainly going to be focused around basketball, yes. um, which is my favorite sport to watch. It's Ace's favorite sport to watch. My, mine's the college rendition. That's my favorite, but um, we're, we're both big hoop heads. So um, I, I kind of teased this last week at the end of our last episode. And it's just something I've been curious about. And I've asked a few buddies. I asked my brother-in-law last week what he thought. Um, But it's just something that I've always contemplated. Kansas City is a two-sport city. Um, Three, if you want to count, sporting Kansas City. But we've got the Kansas City Chiefs. We've got the Kansas City Royals. And we've got a beautiful arena downtown, the Sprint Center. What what would do better in the Sprint Center? A professional hockey team and not the Missouri Mavericks. I'm talking an NHL team or a professional basketball team in the NBA. That, that's the question I I've been pondering on. Oh, and I would be curious to get your thoughts here. Here's, here's, here's my, my, th- my take on it. Um, I think that um, the sprint center, it was built with an NBA squad in mind. Um, a future NBA squad in mind. Uh, Kansas City has had an NBA team before. The current Sacramento Kings were at one time the Kansas City Kings for a hiccup. Because um, they weren't in Kansas City for very long, I don't think, less than five years. Is that right? Were they in Kansas City uh, longer than that? I don't know off the top of my head. I don't think they were in Kansas, Kansas but City. I, I, their last, I know their last few years, they were the Kansas City Omaha Kings. They played their home games in both Kansas City and in that, Omaha. That don't seem right. But um, it's true. Yeah, that but, seems messed yeah. up. It's kind of like when the Rays are talking about going to uh, splitting their home games between Tampa Bay and Montreal. That's not going to work. Like yeah. that, in, in no, no in no way, <laughs> shape, or form is that going to work. The only way that would work is if you were based in Buffalo, and you were to split your games between Buffalo and Montreal. Is Buffalo is the closest um, major city to Canada? Yeah. But but Tampa Bay is not even close. I mean, Tampa Bay is like a day's flight to Canada. So yeah. 
it just doesn't make sense just right off the top. But I think that um, I think that that the Sprint Center uh, is a is a uh, was built with hoop in mind, as among other things. Um, that I think they wanted, they knew that they couldn't get an NBA squad in the dump that was Kemper Arena, so uh, so they built the Sprint Center. And I think that the basketball would do better only because uh, basketball is more Kansas City. Um, it, it it's more uh, it's more familiar to Kansas Cityans right. than Kansas Cityans. Is that the right phrase? Kansas City. Yeah, that's what they're we're, we're right. called here in the Metro. I'm right. not a Kansas Cityan, no. but I I, I adopt it because the, I'm a Kansas City sports fan. So. So here, here's what I think, and after talking to my brother-in-law about this, he, he kind of swayed my opinion on it because I'd never thought of it in this light. I, I've been kind of keeping tabs on like mm-hmm. ratings of like the NBA Finals and comparing it to the NHL Finals. I don't know if you knew this, but Kansas City was one of the top five markets for the Stanley Cup. Really? Like Boston was was number one, St. Louis was number two. I think Buffalo was number three, which they love their hockey in Buffalo. Kansas City may have been four or five. So there, there's definitely an interest in hockey. And the reason why I think an NHL team, the reason I think an NHL team could be successful, is because we love our college sports so much in the Kansas City area that our loyalty to them takes precedent over our loyalty to our professional teams. Just speaking in in broad strokes, most basketball fans who live in the Kansas City area are KU Jayhawks fans. And if they're not a fan of KU, then they're probably a fan of Mizzou. And if they're not a fan of either of those two teams, they're a fan of K-State. And they're really, really loyal to those colleges. But there's really no, like, there's no college hockey around here. No, there's not. There's Missouri Mavericks. And I think in order for the NHL team to be successful, I think they would have to have success right out the gate, kind of like the – um, the Las Vegas Knights, which you know, is, they, that, were, they were an expansion team, and they made the playoffs in their first year, and I think that would that would be so awesome. Well, um, and, to have that in Kansas City, to have a, like a team that occupied downtown, and that team would be like be a successful team. It's it's doable uh, to be an expansion franchise in hockey and be. Um, be successful right out of the gate because there aren't the limitations on the expansion draft that there right. are in other sports. So you can not, not everybody's not available from every team, but there are certain stars from other teams that are available to be drafted that you're not, you know, LeBron James, if there's an expansion franchise franchise in the NBA, LeBron James is not going to be eligible to be drafted. Um, that's not necessarily the case in the NHL. There's some big, big names for other teams, right? That that are that are are available. So you can be you can be really good really quick in uh, in hockey. Uh, 
and uh, and so I think it would be possible for for the 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 uh, the Kansas City franchise to be successful right away. Um, now, and, uh, and what, what would I rather? What I would rather see? I'd rather see a basketball team because I'm a basketball fan. And me, me too. Uh, ho- hockey. I've tried to watch it. I've tried to get into it, and much like I've tried to get into the NBA, it's it's hard for me to get into because I don't have like a, a local team to root for. Like I follow KU players in the NBA, or if there's another college player who I enjoyed watching, I'll follow him in the NBA. But it's not like I'm staying up to check a, a West Coast game between the trailblazers and the kings just because i want to see how frank mason did i mean i'll I'll check it in the box score the next day um but if kansas city did have a, one of those two professional teams i'd, I'd prefer it to be the nba but that's that's for selfish reasons i, I would too just because i'm a bigger basketball fan um i do think that either one of the either one of the the leagues that they would get in we've seen that um if the sports team is successful no matter what the sport is, uh, Kansas Cityans will rally behind their squad. Um, oh yeah, you know with the Royals, like you know, and they're they're like there were there were a lot of bandwagon Royals fans in twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Okay, yeah, they're not there now. They're not there now, right? <laughs> but but um, but for those two years and those playoff runs specifically. Um, they were they were selling out Kauffman Stadium like it was it was a big deal for those seasons. Not necessarily uh-huh. in the middle of the seasons, but but closer to the end in the playoff runs, they were they were getting behind their squad. So um, we've seen it uh, as I've talked to you before, and as we've talked about before, Kansas City is a chief city. It always will be. Um, they sell out. Arrowhead Stadium, whether the team is fourteen and two or two and fourteen, it does not matter. Um, the chief. The, I still, I still think Kansas City's a baseball town. Yeah, you're wrong. Down. You're you're wrong. We um, can like, we can talk about that another day. That's only because you're a baseball fan. You're a bigger baseball fan than a football fan. But um, Kansas City is a, is a Chiefs town, um, and and it always will be. But there is room for a third franchise um, if. If Milwaukee, you know, I guess Green Bay isn't Milwaukee, but it's in Wisconsin. If if mm-hmm. Wisconsin can have three professional sports franchises, so can uh, Kansas City. There's room for three, um, and and I think sooner rather than later there will be three. I don't know whether it'll come in in um, in the form of an expansion franchise or. Um, in the form, of course, there's got to be two because there's 30 teams in the NBA, so there would have to be two expansion franchises. But I would yeah. like to see Kansas City and Seattle uh, both yeah, get squads. I, was just say that. Um, I think those, I think those are the two that are most in line for for uh, for. Teams. I'm gonna interrupt you. So yeah, interrupt you, old friend alert. Jarrett Culver just got drafted Saw by that. the Suns. Proposed trade to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Saw that. So uh, all I, I like that a lot. All eyes Our north, baby. All, all eyes. Oh, yep. One hungry pack. 
Yep. Uh, so let's let's have a good segue, Cam. Uh, let's get into the draft reaction so far, and just our draft reactions in general. Um, can I be honest with you about Please, this draft? Do. This dra- I, I've never been less interested in an NBA draft than I am this one. Um, it's a one-player draft, and I'm not even sure it's a one-player. I I think Zion Williamson is a great player. Don't get me wrong. The thing that I worry about with Zion Williamson is his size. I think he would be, honestly, Cameron, I think he would be better suited to go play in the NFL. He's huge. He's athletic. Um, and he would have great size for a tight end. Um, there's a reason why people his size that have, that were really good college basketball players didn't follow through with basketball and went and played football. Um, and not that he won't be a great NBA player. I think he'll be really good. I think he could step on the NBA floor right now and get you 20 and 10 whenever he wanted to. Uh, but, but I'm hesitant in, you know, calling him the next whoever. I think this could be a situation where um, John Morant ends up being the best player in this draft um, because he's really athletic and he's got the size to play the position that he needs to play, unlike uh, Zion. So, um, you know, for, for Zion Williamson to be 6'7", and, and that's generous, and be a big, and, but he's 280, but to be a big at his height is going to be challenging um, because you're not going to be able to just out-jump people. Um, he doesn't have to, though. He's going to be fine. He's gonna be fine. We're tr- we transitioned. We transitioned to basketball to a a near positionless game. We have and and Zion. Granted, his jump shot's not the prettiest thing in the world. No, it's not. It's not Lonzo Ball bad. No, nope. um, he shoots above sixty percent from the free throw line, which shows that okay, he he could develop an outside shot. Yeah, but that he would be re- he would be re- really well equipped to play like a Draymond Green type role for a team. He he could be an athletic yeah, but but Draymond Green. But, the, pull, but play, the, play the four or the five and pull the big guy out and beat him off the dribble because he can do that. The guy's got a 45 inch vertical jump. <laughs> you've got to be you've got to be a really good defender to be a Draymond Green. Um, he is. I, Have you not seen the block shot videos that he's put together? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. But I mean, the guy can when, close out in two steps and swat a shot into the third row. When I mean, when I say really good defender, I mean get your hands in passing lanes and and intercept balls, and not just tip and block shots. Um, you. I think he's going to be fine. I, I think he's going to well, be and, great. I, and I think he will be too. I just. I I don't I don't see um I don't I'm not as quick to anoint him as everybody else is. Um, I'll tell you who I'm not ready to anoint the um Darius Garland. He got yeah, picked fourth he, overall. Yeah, I'm not Vanderbilt. either. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I went and watched them play this winter. Uh K State played Vandy in the Sprint Center. Uh-huh. And Vandy was ranked at the time. And rightfully so. They had one of the 10 best recruiting classes in the country, but not impressed. They stunk. 
and they wound up being one of the worst teams in the SEC. Yeah, they were uh, awful. The, I don't, I don't think they won a conference game. They may not have. You, you may be right, but I was not impressed by them at all. Um, I'm, I'm surprised Jarrett Culver didn't go in that number five spot or even that number four spot. I thought he was a, a better player. Um, yeah, than the kid from Virginia that got took there. Yeah, I look. I, I I'm looking. I'm looking forward to following him more than anybody in this draft. Um, Jarrett Culver. I guess you could add Dedrick Lawson to that mix too. Even though, it, does it feel like Dedrick Lawson was a Jayhawk to you? No. What well, kind of? I think that because it feels like he's he's like a rent a player. Because, he's like Ben Zobrist. Because the season was so disappointing, I think that's why it feels like he was a rented player. Um, and not disappointing. Look, it it it's so. This is why people hate KU fans, right? They went like twenty five and eight, or twenty seven and eight, or whatever they went this year. Finished second. Finished third. Finished third in the conference, or second in the conference, and and you know got a three seed in the NCAA tournament. Was it a three or a four? Uh, they were a four seed they, they lost were, to a five. They were four seed lost to a really good five that got to the got to the uh, uh, final four, and yeah. and um, and and we're sitting there calling the season a bust, and that's why people don't like us as KU fans. But you know the reality is is that it was a disappointing season compared to what the season that we thought they were going to have before yeah. it started. So yeah. Um, so, you know, that's why I think he feels like a rental. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that I think that DeAndre, DeAndre, Deidre Clawson is going to be a um, a backup. I think he's going to be one of those guys that, you know, makes a career for himself, like a 12-year career, but sort of like a Jock Vaughn. Like he never really plays that much, but he's on in the league for like 15 years. And you don't even realize yeah. that he's in the league, um, right? Because, he's gonna be like Drew Gooden. What? Drew Gooden. Yeah, because he's not athletic enough, and he doesn't have a consistent jumper to make up for his non-athleticism. Like Dirk Nowitzki wasn't athletic, but he was seven feet tall and could shoot it. Um, right. So he didn't have to. Oh, I think I think Deidre can shoot it. He he shoots it better than you're giving him credit for. He does, but not well enough to make up for his athleticism. Yeah. Right? I'm trying to think. Yeah. Let me look this up. Deidre Lawson's stats. Let's ask the Google. He shot 49% from the field last year. Yeah, but how? But he wasn't a volume shooter, though. Like, that's what I'm saying. He didn't shoot a, a ton of shots. So... I mean, I I, I, mean, I I agree with you that I I see him as a a backup, like a third, the fourth guy off the bench, third or fourth guy off the bench. At, at best, I, I think he can. At best, I could see him as a guy who's averaged nine or ten points in his career. And I, I um, could, that's that's his that's his ceiling. I could see him. As, I could see him as a guy that goes into the NBA and and plays, you know, for for a few years and then goes overseas and kills it. You yeah. know. I could see him doing that too. So what? So, so, what about some other? Lo- what about some other local guys? Um, what do you think about? Let's, let's talk about uh, Mizzou. Jonte Porter. Does he get drafted tonight? He got hurt, didn't he? Yep, ACL. Yeah. So see, 
I think that, that hurts your draft stock unless you're like number one overall pick good. Um, yeah. It hurt his brother. You didn't you didn't see that much out of him. It hurt his brother. Michael Porter was is is you know, has had injury trouble. He's had injury trouble in Denver. So I don't think that helps his that that helps little brother. Um just because, you know, sometimes Cameron, you know this as sports people, um, we tend to say, you know, it's like it was like uh, uh, Derek Carr, you know, with David. It was mm-hmm. like, should the Raiders draft him because David was so terrible? Well, Derek's not David, yeah. but because David was so bad with the Texans, um, the Chiefs passed mm-hmm. on him. The Chiefs passed on him because of because of David's career, which ultimately, oh. which ultimately worked out for the Chiefs, but. That can happen in in any sport, so I think that may happen here. Uh, I don't know that he'll get drafted. If he does, I think it'll be a late first round, early second round pick. Uh, so, what do you think? He'll get drafted in the second round. I think yeah. there's too much upside as far as the K State guys go. And I'll we'll just touch briefly on this because we have one last thing to get to before we uh we finish off. I don't think Dean Wade will get drafted. Nope. I don't think Barry Brown will get drafted. Nope. I do think. Between the two of them, I think Barry Brown has a better chance of having a, a NBA career than Dean Wade. Yeah. Just based off the fact, it, it, here's why: big men with lower body injuries do not fare well long term in the NBA. No, and that's what Dean Wade is. He, I hate saying he's damaged goods, but he's damaged goods. He is. And I think Barry, Barry Brown, he was the heart and soul of that team last year for K-State. He was a spark plug. He was the leader. He was an awesome defender. He was a great scorer. I, I don't think either of them are going to get drafted tonight, but I think of the two, of those two guys, uh, Barry Brown, um, I think he projects out better. I do too. As far as an NBA career goes. I do too. Um, stress fracture injuries are no joke. It's what ended uh, Yao Ming's career. Just because you've got to stay off your foot or it's not going to heal. Right. Um, and it's really hard. It's hard to do. I mean, especially as an athlete, but just in general, with a stress fracture, it doesn't take much to re injure it. And when you're a big dude, you know, how tall is Dean Wade? Is he 6'7, six, 6'8? Six, uh, he's, he's around 6'9 or 6'10. Yeah, your body's not made to be that tall. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it just. It's just not, and your body breaks down easier. Um, Cameron, do you remember um, Sean Vandiver, the head coach at at uh, yeah, Emporia State? Yeah. Well, when you watch coach Colorado, when you watch Coach V walk, his hips and knees—you can tell that his hips and knees are bad when he walks, just based on the way that he walks, because he's six foot ten and he played professional basketball for ten years, and after a while. That weighs on you because yeah. your body's not made to be that big. It um, literally weigh, literally weighs on you. Right. So uh, so I think that's the same thing going to happen to Dean Wade. I think Dean Wade could go overseas and have a great career, but I don't think it'll be I do too. I do too. I do too. Um, let's, get, let's get to our last thing. Yeah, man. Um, I challenged Ace to this. We just came up with this this afternoon because we we're kind of talking about like – who do you think is going to pan out after this year's draft? Is going to have a long-term career? Who's going to be a bust? Yeah. Um, we came up with our five most, would you call it disappointing? Yeah, dude. Like the, the, 
the five players that we were most wrong on yeah, as dude. far as NBA drafts go. Um, so players that we thought were going to be really solid NBA players, but they didn't pan out. Right. And I, I tried to stay away from the Darko Milicic's or the yeah, Hashim Thabit's. Those like, outliers. That, that, those the ones that are like, okay, everyone knows that they're a bust. I just try to go with ones that I was like, oh, I really thought that that guy was going to be good, but he really didn't pan out. So you want to go first? Give us your first one. I'll give him my first one. Um, Mecca Okafor. Uh, he was a stud at UConn, um, led them to an NCAA title in 2004. Is that right? Yep, with Ben Gordon. With Ben Gordon. They were a really good squad, and he was their leader. Offensively, defensively, he could block shots. He was a fourth in the low post. And I said, this dude's going to be a stud. Because back then, Cameron, we weren't so three-point centric. You could still have a big... Right. And he could still be effective. And I thought, this dude is going to be really, really good. Um, and he wasn't. Like, he had an okay career, right? But he wasn't. Right. He, was a, he was a backup. But he wasn't, like, number one overall pick good. Um, no. By any means. So, my first one is Mecca Okafor. All right. My first guy, and I kind of, I stuck with a Big 12 flavor. I okay. didn't even realize it until I finished up my uh, my list. But my number one is Alec Burks. He went to Colorado. In his Colorado career, he averaged 19 points a game. His sophomore year, he averaged 20 and a half. Um, I can't remember if he beat KU in his he time did, at Colorado. He did one. Did, did he? I think. I think. And so. I feel like he. I feel like he totally went off. He was on that team with Spencer Dinwiddie, right? Yep. Was he on yep, that yep. squad with Spencer Dinwiddie that beat them in Boulder in like 2012 or 2013? 2010, or? 2011. Yeah, something like that. I'd have to go back and look. But I thought he was going to be a total animal. Plus, he was from the KC area. Shout out Grandview, Missouri. And didn't really pan out. No. Uh, NBA career, uh, average nine and a half points and three rebounds. So my number one is Alec Burks. Who's your number he two? A, he was a contributor for a while. Um, yeah. Sebastian Telfair. Um, this dude was <laughs> yeah. This dude was supposed to be like the next LeBron James, right? He came straight out from New York City High School, and he was supposed to go to Louisville for a year, and he forewent Louisville, and altogether, and went straight to the NBA. Um, and did he play overseas for a year? Because I think he may have. Because I can't time, remember. But anyway, he didn't play college ball, um, and he was an undersized point guard, and dude just didn't pan out in the NBA, like, at all. Like, was in the NBA for maybe five, six years, um, was never a consistent starter. I don't have his stats in front of me, but it was a very underwhelming career. Sebastian Telfair's number two for me. Who's your number two? My number two, and this is kind of a sad case because he didn't really get a fair shake in my opinion but my number two is Royce White for Iowa State Um, he played for Iowa State with um, what's his name just went to Colorado no their coach oh Oh, wait what 
Played for no, Fred ne- Hoiberg. Nebraska. Nebraska. He went to Nebraska, yeah. pal. Yeah. So he he only averaged like 13 points at Iowa State. He um, averaged around nine rebounds. He could really pass the ball for a big guy. I think he was 6'8 mm-hmm. or 6'9. And he was all Big 12. He was, uh, I don't know if he was freshman of the year in his one season at Iowa State, but he came out and he got drafted in the first round. I think he was 15th or 16th overall. Um, And he expressed that he uh, had mental health issues. And he was, I believe he was afraid of flying. He was definitely uh, afraid of flying. And just never really got uh, the shot that I thought he deserved. Uh, People didn't really... They didn't, people didn't really take him seriously. Well, so I I didn't think. I thought he 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 expressed that he was afraid to fly, and Houston thought, okay, since you're afraid to fly, you know you're not you're not committed to the squad, and okay, see ya. You know, like like bye bye because you're not. In reality, it's just is a mental health issue, right? And and fear of flying is a, a real thing. Like yeah. there are people that just won't get on airplanes. Um, John Madden. If you, if you watch PTI, Tony Kornheiser is always in Washington D.C. and he's very open uh, that because he he was he quit Monday night doing the Monday night football gig and he stays in D.C. because he won't fly because he's afraid of flying. So uh, so it's a real thing, and and people it it can it can uh, damage your career. Yeah, um, but I felt bad for Royce White. I, I think he would have been an NBA player, maybe not a star, but at least a contributor. Um, Definitely. Who's number, number three? Number three for me is um, Jimmer Fredette. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Yes, uh, Jimmermania. I, I thought he was going to be a stud, and then it turned out that like, <laughs> oh, all he can do is shoot. Like he can't defend my couch. Yeah. This is this is not gonna work. So um so he didn't he didn't really pan out in the NBA. Uh he's tearing it up in China though. Yeah. Okay, my number three. Or do you want me to save my KU pick for the end? You can you can say it now. Uh, J- Julian Wright. That's uh, a good one. I didn't even think about Jew. Uh, Dude, can you imagine he left you a ma- year too early. Can you imagine you, how good that team would have been with Julian Wright on it, the national championship team? They would have been a, a force. They would have been the number one overall seed in the tournament. They might not have lost a game. Uh, they would have lost a game. They, they, they Wright, only won three. He, well, what year did he leave? Did he leave as a sophomore? He left as a sophomore. Brandon Wright, Brandon Rush was going to leave, but tore his ACL in the offseason, so he stayed. Um, okay. Anyway, back to back to me talking. Right. So Sorry. the two, the three, <laughs> the two lasting games, three lasting dunks of Julian Wright that just like are ingrained in my brain forever. One was the dunk at Missouri, where he just like totally posterized a guy going across the lane. I can't remember who it was. And then they played Florida really early on in the season in a non-con game, and this in Vegas. Was, in Vegas, and this was the Florida team. Granted, they were they had lost uh, Corey Brewer, they had lost Joe Kim Noah um, to the draft, but this was the Florida team that was coming off back to back national championships. And Julian Wright, he had like a three sixty dunk. He had like a 
like a rock the baby dunk. And I was like, I remember watching it in the basement of my parents' house and I was just freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is the real deal. Him and Strong Collins together were great. The camaraderie. Not, I'm not going to say anything nice about Strong Collins. But yeah, Julian Wright's my number three. Who's who's yours? That's, that's a good one. Uh, my number three, I'll go with my my KU guy as well, um, since you just went with the years. Um, Thomas Robinson. Yeah. Um, I thought he had the body of a Greek god. He did. And, and he was going to... To to have a career up there with Paul Pierce, um, and you know I think that his lack of speed uh, hurt him in the NBA, and his lack of an ability to shoot a jumper. He came in the NBA right when uh, three pointers were starting to take over the league, and he didn't have one, so uh, that hurt him, and uh, and so he didn't have the career I I thought he was going to have. Did you think Thomas Robinson was going to be um, an NBA, a legit NBA player. Mm. I saw Thomas Robinson as a more jacked and athletic Wayne Simeon, and I saw Wayne Simeon fail in the NBA. So I didn't yeah. think Thomas Robinson would be successful. In, in fairness, Wayne, in fairness, Wayne Simeon's career was ended more so to injury than. That's true. That's true. He did so, get that ring, though. He did get that ring. He did. Number four. Um, for me is AC Law. From Dude, AC Tech- Law was so good. He was amazing. <laughs> he was so good at Texas A&M, but never really uh, panned out in the NBA. So, uh, he hit a dagger shot to beat KU in LA, uh, like the yeah. first time in four years. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, your, my no, my number your, four, sorry, K-State fans, Michael Beasley. Uh, that was, was my number five, but go the, ahead. The dude was a 20 and 15 any night. Any uh, he, he could get it any time he wanted to um, in college. He, he was, was so ab- smooth. He was so an absolute smooth. animal. And uh, I, yeah, it, I wish I could. I wish, I wish Michael Beasley would play college basketball right now in my life because I would appreciate him more because back then I was like the ultimate K-State hater. Not that that's, I, that's not that I currently. Love. Well, yeah, my, my <laughs> heart is softened for K-State. Yeah. You married and, and a K-State I, woman. I did marry a K-State woman and, and I married into a wonderful Kansas state family who they don't listen to this podcast. So they're not even going to get this compliment, but I would want. I would have loved to just sit down and watch Michael Beasley play, just to appreciate his greatness because he was amazing. He was the best player. I thought I, he was the best player in the country that year. He should have won the Naismith Player of the Year. If well, I, I think it was Tyler Hansborough who won it that year. Which he's is crab. He's one of the best players. Um, in in conference and, history. In conference history, for sure, one of the best players that I've ever seen on to, on a in a call on a college basketball uh, screen, he would just take over the game, and yeah. there was nothing you could do to stop him. No, um, he was sort of double teaming him, but then he, you know, but then they had Jacob Poland and Danny Clemente, and so if you tried to double team him, um, he passed it out Walker. to one of those two and Bill Walker. So that was a really good squad. Um, I remember being crushed 
that they that KU lost uh, the game in in Bramlage that year, um, and it was their first loss of the season, which hurt even more. Um, but that was a really looking back on it, really good squad uh, made Frank Martin's career, yeah, uh, basically. So, um, so yeah, um, my number five. <clears throat> Is Juan Dixon another player? Oh, that, brother! That, listen, uh, Cameron. You know my first. You know my first vivid memory of watching KU hoops is I was eight years old and I watched KU in the Final Four and I knew it was a big deal. And I'm sitting down at my best friend's house with his parents, getting ready to watch KU take on Maryland, and I'm so excited because it's the first time I've seen KU in the Final Four, and they get smoked. By this dude named Juan Dixon all night. And Stephen uh, Blake. And Steve Blake, who went off. I think he had six threes. And Chris Wilcox. Yeah. Um, all three of whom were monsters in college. It was Gary Williams's. Um, but they, only, didn't pee, they didn't pee a drop in the NBA. No, none of them. Not one. Chris Wilcox played for the for Seattle for a minute. Um, Steve Blake had a decent career. He was an NBA backup, mostly a bench warmer. But, you know, because here's the thing. I consider a decent NBA career, if you're in the league consistently for like seven years, you've had a good career. Like, because you're yeah. one of 3,000 people that's ever been able to say, like, you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're just, you're, you're one of a, of a select few that can say you've had a legitimate career in the league. So. Right. Which is so, more than we can say, right? So if you if if you if you can make it on a, in the league for a for a decent period of time, and you can, and that's how you can make your money, and you you make a good living, and you save it, and then you're able to retire from at forty from playing in the NBA, then you've made it, and you've had a successful career. So he had a successful career. Um, Juan Dixon, on the other hand, didn't play a second in the league. Uh. But he torched KU that night, and that is my first vivid memory. And the only thing I really remember is Steve Blake lighting them up from three and Roy Williams angrily red-faced yelling at the television and throwing his jacket. Uh, <laughs> the two things that I remember from that game, but it's my first vivid memory watching KU hoops on television because it was their first Final Four appearance in like eight years, and it was the first one that I had ever seen. So he's number five. My number five was Michael Beasley. What were you, what were you going to ask me something though? Before you, I'm sorry, you, you still call you still call it television? Yeah, because that's what TV. that's what it was. TV. Anyway, go ahead. All right, last question, and then we'll uh, we'll sign out because we've gone way over. Who's going oh, to we be have. The, who's going to be the biggest bust in this draft, and the who's going to be the biggest surprise? Biggest bust in this draft is going to be um, basically anybody taken after R.J. Barrett. Um, and it may be R.J. Barrett. Like, this is just, to me, this is just not a draft with chock full of stars. It's a two-player draft. John Morant and Zion Williamson are the only two that have a chance to be stars. Everybody else is an NBA backup at best. Okay. Um, my, so- my biggest star... I'll I'll go with John Morant as my biggest star. Right. And biggest bust, Bull Bull. Yeah, Bull Bull's a good one. That's all I'm going to say. 
Um, got, anything, got anything else to say to the people before we yeah, go? Well, just real quick, John Morant is going to be must-see television next year. Um, so that there's that. Um, and so is Zion. And so it's going to be fun to watch those two. But, um, but yeah, I don't have anything else to say to the people. Have a good week, folks, and uh, we'll see you hopefully on Tuesday for real uh, next week. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to 525 Sports.